0: Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media.
1: How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. Now, we've been discussing who the Giants should rest, who should start in week 18 against the Philadelphia Eagles and we had a little bit more information for you guys um heading into this game and obviously it's a meaningless one for the Giants who ha- already have the 6 seed locked up it looks like we're going to play the Minnesota hopefully if the San Francisco 49ers win their game the Eagles they want to keep their bye week if they were to lose Dallas would leapfrog them and take that bye so obviously Dallas fans are rooting for us this week but, you know, I guess I don't want Eagles or Dallas to get the better hand of this. So, we, you know, pick your poison. Uh, but the end of the day, the Giants are taking a little bit more of a conservative approach toward this game, and they're going to be resting the majority of their starters, talking about Saquon Barkley, talking about Daniel Jones, talking about Aziz Ojalari, Leonard Williams. I wouldn't be surprised if Dexter Lawrence wasn't playing. Um, they're going to try and make sure that everybody is healthy for the wild card because I guess you have to weigh the the scenario, right? You kind of have to look at it as, if one of your guys gets healthy, they cannot play in the wild card. You know what I mean? But if they you know, don't get hurt and they're okay, obviously they have a little bit more momentum. I think the injured guys were always going to be sitting, and that was you know, the, just the result. Of, that was always going to be the, the decision by Coach Dable. Um, but, Anthony, when you're looking at what the Giants are deciding to do in terms of ignoring the momentum variable and looking straight up towards resting and keeping their guys healthy, I think they're playing it safe. And ultimately, like if someone was to get hurt, we'd be kicking ourselves. So I think they're just playing it in a very, a very conservative manner and, and living to see another day. What are your thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you could put it into this perspective, right? You're looking at the Philadelphia Eagles, and as you just mentioned, the Dallas Cowboys, these teams are fighting for a first-round bye. Like they really want to get the seeding so that they can have that bye week, take that week off and rest for the rest of the postseason, right? The Giants have a free bye week. They didn't earn it, but they got it. So they're basically just using this week's game as a buy for the starters. Now it's not a buy for the backups and all the reserve players, of course not, but they're gonna go out there and they're gonna have an opportunity to put something on film so that when this off season rolls around, management, Joe Shane and everybody else looks at this film and says, okay, I like this guy, he's gonna stay as a backup. I like this guy, he's gonna stay as well, or this guy's gonna get cut. So a lot of these backups are gonna get some playing time here and they're gonna have an opportunity to prove their worth going into 2023, before the starters, it's a free bye week. It's a bye week that they didn't earn and they got lucky enough to have. And you could see how important those bye weeks are. The NFL had to change a bunch of rules on the AFC side after the tragic incident with DeMar Hamlin. But that bye week was a topic of controversy when the NFL was creating new rules and regulations as to how they're going to handle the 2022 playoffs. And now you look on the NFC side, these teams are still battling it out, hoping to get that first round bye week and the Giants sitting here with a basically de facto bye week in week 18. What more could they ask for? So, yeah, I was a proponent of going out there trying to compete in this week's game. I think that it's a good idea to have those players keep the momentum and get the blueprint on how to beat the Eagles by facing them in the final week of the regular season. But at at the same day, you know, at the same time, you look at Daniel Jones, you look at Saquon Barkley, They have a lot of health uh, issues in their past, right? Daniel Jones has been injured many times before. So has Saquon Barkley. Why risk it? You know, these are players who at one point were considered injury prone. They've been healthy all season long, but why risk them? Let them stay healthy and put everything out there on the field in the wild card game, hopefully against Minnesota. So I think the Dable's probably making the right decision. You know, again, I was a proponent for playing, but I really could see the argument for either side. And I think that the Giants are doing the right thing by getting everyone fully prepared for their first postseason game in six years.
1: Yeah. You can say that again. I think making sure that we're healthy. Look, we haven't been there since 2016 getting an injury right before to one of our star players would be absolutely crippling. Um, I mean, look what happened to Dory Jackson. You know, we, we give Dable a lot of shit for that in terms of running out your star corner, your top corner with the the minimal amount of depth that we had and asking him to return punts after we saw Jabril Peppers get hurt. We saw so many players OBJ got hurt. You know, we've seen so many guys get hurt on those punt returns in the past and um, you know, walking out of Dory Jackson and, and risking it. It's just about the risk. And I think the risk ultimately resulted in something devastating. But luckily, you know, this team going into the wild card isn't only going to have everyone healthy now that, he, that they're of the majority of our starters. We're also getting Adoree Jackson back, which is significant because Justin Jefferson is the guy we have to slow down. Dalvin Cook, you know, obviously a very dangerous running back. You have to be careful with him. Running game, uh, the run defense has to step up and make plays, but it's Justin Jefferson's team. It's it's him that's going to beat us. There's no one else on that Minnesota team. Hawkinson's good, but he, he's not going to game break us. You know, we had that one crazy catch, but I, I would bet that doesn't happen again. Um, but if you're the Giants, making sure to stop Justin Jefferson is the number one thing. Now, Anthony, how do you stop him? I guess you don't stop him. How do you limit him? How do you try to mitigate just the monstrous amount of talent that he has and his ability to take over in the blink of an eye? So, you know, you mentioned maybe the concept of doubling him, putting Adoree Jackson, maybe having that safety help over the top. Maybe you have Julian Love or Xavier McKinney spying on him. Maybe you have McKinney manning up on TJ Hawkinson and have Love helping out there. Uh, in In your perspective, How do you stop Justin Jefferson now that we're getting a little bit healthier and we're getting our CB1 and Adore Jackson back?
0: Yeah, what you just mentioned, double teams, bracket coverage, you know, you always have a safety over top helping on Justin Jefferson. You don't want him going out there one-on-one against your cornerback every single play because even when you do double team him, he's going to win some reps and he's going to make some big plays. So the Giants are going to have to play that bracket coverage, double team Justin Jefferson if that's if they want to win that game. And Adoree Jackson being back in the lineup is huge because when you look back on that Minnesota game in the regular season on Christmas Eve, I think that the Giants win that game if Adoree Jackson is out there covering uh, Justin Jefferson because Jefferson made. Some crucial plays down the stretch to be fair the Giants backup corners did a decent job for the first half of the game but in that second half and especially in that fourth quarter Justin Jefferson he just hit a different mode he elevated his game to a new height and he basically just went out there and earned the Vikings the win so I don't think that happens if the Giants have their primary cornerback their number one CB in a Dory Jackson who's been hurt for over a month now but He's probably ready to return to the lineup for the postseason. And if he is facing off against Justin Jefferson, I really like that matchup. I think that's one where, you know, Jefferson's going to get his plays. He's going to make some plays. He's going to beat Adore Jackson at times, but he's not going to beat Adore Jackson as often as he was beating Darnay Holmes, Zion Gilbert, and Fabian Moreau. Okay. There's just no shot (laughs) that Justin Jefferson's going to have that same caliber performance. So I really like the fact that. When you look at what Wink Martindale has done with the defense this year and the way that he was really relying on that blitz heavy man coverage defense at the beginning of the season. Well, if you look again in recent weeks, he's actually switched to more of a uh, two high safety look rather than that single high safety look. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that the Giants can't really play that straight up man blitz coverage right now with Adore Jackson out of the lineup. But now Jackson returning to the lineup. They can get back to playing that defense that Wink Martindale loves, and they don't have to worry about a player like a Darnay Holmes getting beat right off the line of scrimmage and letting Justin Jefferson make a big play. You have a Dory Jackson out there because he can jam a receiver at the line of scrimmage and let the blitz have an extra second or two to get home to the quarterback. That's the key difference. The Giants have had a lot of near sacks. They've been very close to getting some sacks, but they just haven't been able to convert the play. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that the quarterback is able to get the ball out of their hands really quickly because they don't have a jammy press cornerback on the outside but when Adore Jackson gets back in the lineup Justin Jefferson he's got arguably the best release in football but there's going to be some plays where Jackson does jam him just for a second there and that makes the difference that allows Kayvon Thibodeau to get home for the sack that allows Dexter Lawrence to get in the face of the opposing quarterback so Dory Jackson being in the lineup is super important, whether they face Justin Jefferson and the Vikings or even Debo Samuel and the 49ers, because if they do end up facing the 49ers, they also have a great receiving core. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, those guys are really fast and they're really dynamic with the ball in their hands. Usually you don't want to play a bunch of man coverage against them because when they get the ball in their hands, it's done. So Giants might have to play more zone in that case. But regardless of the fact, they're going to have a Dory Jackson out there, man marking, shadowing the number one receiver of the opposing team. And the amount of value that's going to be added to the lineup from a Jackson's return, it's almost indescribable.
1: Yeah, I think you make really good points there in terms of a George Jackson helping the pass rush hit home. And if you put Kirk Cousins under pressure, you will have results. So obviously we've kind of gone on a tangent here and toward how the Giants can win against Minnesota if they even end up playing Minnesota. We don't know that for sure. They could end up playing the San Francisco 49ers, which would be a much more difficult matchup for us. But nonetheless, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs and keeping our guys healthy ensures that we have everybody available to do something special. So I think this is probably the right thing to do. I trust Coach Dable. I trust his coaching staff. They've gotten us this far. Um, I'm definitely not going to waver in my belief just right now and just yet because I know I they've, they've, they've earned our respect up to this point, my friends. But I'd love to hear your perspectives below on in the youtube comments regarding if you think that it was the right decision for the giants to to bench or rather just rest the majority of their starters always happy to hear your perspectives make sure to have a fantastic rest of your day like and subscribe and if you haven't checked it out just yet go check out anthony's video on daniel jones breaking down the red zone his touchdowns from this most recent game does a really really great job describing how it all happened and with visuals and everything you want to see and everything you need to learn about this game and learn more about how the Giants are getting their their playmakers into a position to succeed and score and turn these red zone trips into touchdowns. So definitely go check that out. As I said, have a great rest of your day. Like, subscribe, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode.